Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside U.S. National Team Development Program forward, Ryan Leonard. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. So to start off, I always like to ask my guests, how have they been doing recently? So Ryan, how have you been doing recently? Great. Uh, can't really cap off the season off in a better way. And really excited to get home and see all of my buddies back here for a good amount of time. Well, we'll talk about, you know, the whole U18 experience. You've had two U18 experiences, and it's quite incredible to see you come home with the gold medal. Yeah, words still can't come to mind when people ask about it. It was a long time coming for the U.S., and yeah, we were the group that snapped the streak. So yeah, really proud of our guys and everybody that helped us along the way. Now that your season is over, what are you focusing on this off season? I think just keep my body in the right state of mind for going into BC next year. Obviously, playing in the USHL, you're playing against older, stronger guys, but college is another breed and really excited to get over to BC in the fall. You kind of already touched on it, you know, with not with, you know, not having the right words to kind of explain what does it mean to come home with the gold medal, but to you personally, you are, you know, a two-time medalist at the U18s. What does that mean to you? Yeah, last year, obviously, you wanted to cap off the season with a gold medal rather than a silver. And to play how the team played that game, you can't really be discouraged with the way we played. But you tip your hat to the goalie that took the medal away from us. But this year, we were really eager to get the gold back and once we figured out that it was a Sweden USA rematch uh, I think we had a little bit more edge on our shoulder than they did. Getting into your story a bit here was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? Um, I don't really know growing up kind of just watching the big names out there local Boston Patrice Bergeron Marchand Pasternak joined in so I think just staying connected with those guys and just watching the Bruins franchise get bigger and better every single year. I mean, you know, you talk about bigger, better, and stronger every year with the Bruins. It is quite unfortunate with the way they kind of got bounced in the first round there. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. They had, a, they had the best season ever. So it's really it's tough to see them go in the first round. But Florida's a very good team, and who knows, they could go very far in this. Well, yeah, I mean, we're seeing right now they're up 3-1 against the Leafs. Uh, it seems like they're going to close out that series in the next couple of days and be off in the conference finals. And now, you know, you have a one-in-four shot of making the finals yeah. from there, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're a very hardworking team. And Kachuk's having a hell of a playoff. And Verhage, all their top guys are really performing when they need them to. And, yeah, they're playing well. So who influenced you to get into hockey? Um. My brother, my mom saw a sign for hockey and kind of just put my brother in skates whenever he could, and he loved it. So I was the next one up in the family. So my mom kind of put me in skates, and, yeah, I loved it and just wanted to stay at the rink as long as I could. Well, let's touch on your brother there. Uh, you know, he did play some NHL games with the Nashville Predators. How big was it to see his career develop into what it is today? Yeah, John's a John's a great pet player, if not a better person. And he's honestly my biggest role model in all my life. So I think just looking at the success that he's had, even the ups and downs he's going through, even at the moment, it's going to help him pay off in the future and it's going to help him in the long run. 
growing up, I can only assume that there were so many, you know, mini stick battles between the two of you. Yeah, crazy. So we were probably wearing a more mini stick family, but in our basement, we used to shoot tennis balls. So I would, being the younger one, I was stuck in net for the majority of the time, wiring slap shots at my head, just trying to make me cry or run to my mom or do anything that would just piss me off. Yeah, he would do that. Well, you know, it's great to see the camaraderie between the two of you. And I'm, and I'm sure that's what really made you not want to become a goalie. Yeah, no, goalie was not for me. And yeah, I like to keep my head intact and didn't want to see a puck coming 90 miles an hour at my head all day. So you were the one that wanted to be sniping those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the job I want. So speak, you know, you're from the Boston area, like you mentioned earlier. I grew up cheering for the Bruins. Did you grow up a fan of any other teams like the MLB, maybe some NBA? Uh, so my both my parents, so my dad's from New York, my mom's from New Jersey. So you could see the little rivalry there with the Red Sox and the Yankees. And they all, they still, my dad follows the Yankees like nobody's business and he knows everything that's going on there. So I know it's kind of hard to tell. I'm definitely more of a Red Sox fan, but it's kind of my blood kind of over with the Yankees. So it's tough to say with the rivalry that both of them have, but I don't know. I'm definitely a Red Sox fan at heart, but I'll definitely cheer for the Yankees too. Man, dude, that's going to be quite the controversy if they wind up in the playoffs in a few yeah. years facing yeah. off against one another. Yeah, it is. Yeah, who knows? You got to pick a side. <laughs> I got to go Red Sox. Definitely going to BC next year, probably going to a couple Sox game. Definitely Red Sox, I think about it. How did you end up joining the USNDTP? Um, so it's kind of like a recruitment story. Um, going to my sophomore season, knowing that the development program was a goal of mine that I wanted to do, and talking with the staff there, meeting with them throughout the season, them coming to watch my games, and then ultimately getting the invite to the final 40 camp because there wasn't the giant um, national camp that year because of COVID and all that. And yeah, so got a shot out there, made the most of it and made the team. So yeah, it was a good, good experience. Did it kind of help you ease your decision with the amount of players that they have developed in the past? Yeah, I, I think it was a no brainer for me. I think if I got the opportunity and a spot opened up for me there, I think there was no going back to Massachusetts high school hockey. How have they helped you with your development? It's crazy. Um, I'm not the player I was two years ago. I think I'm definitely a more well-rounded player and ultimately a better person and a more team player. Um, NTDP helps you with all that, and they definitely be help. They definitely help you become a better person too. You mentioned that you know, with it being like the final forty from the pandemic, uh, and like how you were describing the cuts there. Uh, when the pandemic did come in March of 2020, you were with Pope Francis Prep back with the uh, UMass uh, high school hockey there. What do you remember from the world shutting down? So we were, it was my freshman season. It was coming to an end and we actually just punched our ticket to play in the TD Garden against Arlington High. And so that was, COVID happened on Friday the 13th, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we won thursday night i think we won thursday night and we were supposed to play saturday or sunday no it's probably TD, sunday. right yeah it was sunday at td and get out of school 
check our phones. We're keeping up with the world. We're seeing what's going on and how a lot of cancellations, all that and whatnot. And then we get a text from our coach and not being able to play in the garden when we were, we had a tying record with the Arlington team during the year. So it was kind of like a make or break and to win the whole state championship, it would have been really cool. That, that really fucking sucks. Like to have yeah. your state championship yeah. canceled. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It was awful. And so then with that pandemic, like how did you adapt your game to the circumstances? It was weird. I, the ring shut down for a while. You didn't really know what to do with yourself, honestly. Like, can you hang out with other kids or are they going to be in a vulnerable spot to get you sick and your family sick? It was, it was a tough decision. So I tried to keep my circle as small as possible just because my mom's a nurse and she goes to a hospital every day and takes care of cancer patients. So it was kind of tough to, I didn't want to get her sick and ultimately kill people essentially. But yeah. So try to just stay active, rollerblade, shoot a lot of pucks, golf, do as much as you could to stay active and just wait for the rinks to open back up. Well, I'll relate to you there because actually my mom, who's off to the left here, uh, she's a nurse. She works in the ICU. Um, and when the pandemic came, I actually had to be separated from her. And honestly, um, I, so my parents are divorced. So I lived with my dad for a good like five or six months during that pandemic. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I kind of get that um, relation there where you're, you know, you don't want to get your mom sick. Yeah, and you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fortunate in my case where, you know, it's one of the good things with parents being divorced. You know, I had that option. Um, <laughs> and if they weren't, I'm not sure what we would have done. But, you know, I can definitely relate to you there with uh, your mom being a nurse. You know, your mom's working with cancer patients. My mom's in the ICU. So, yeah. you know, it, it's uh, it, I, I know what you're I know what you went through. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to say, like, I can relate. Yeah. Uh, and with that, you know, does it help? So I'm going back to the USNDTP, which will be kind of the main focus here. Uh, does it help that there isn't much roster turnover from year to year with that program? Yeah, I think getting, on, getting to know all those, your close, I call them brothers now, because that's what they are to me. They're my family. We spend two years, countless hours every single day with them, going through hell with them, countless hours of workouts skates that are just pissing you off workouts that just don't end it's like come on get me out of here but you have your buddies to lead on by your side and they're all going through the same thing and ultimately all being the same age it really helps with that and yeah going through all that with them it helped us become the team that we became at the end and I really don't think that we wouldn't become world champs without the amount of love that we have for one another. And it builds that strong connection. You guys are like a family with how long you've spent together. Yeah. So our coach, we got there at the start of two years and he gave us this like kind of statement and how we all became, came here as friends. Now we made the team, we're a group. Um, then we're going to slowly progress into a family and then ultimately bigger and better than that. So it's definitely, it's not an overnight thing. And it definitely took a little bit of time, but at the start of the year, we were definitely a family. That's for sure. Well, in 21 and 22, you played with the U S national U 17 team, as well as the U S national U 18 team. Uh, what was the biggest difference between the two? Uh, I think just the role I was playing, um, playing on that 04 team. You see the talent that they had countless number of draft picks, high draft picks, all that. And, 
being a young guy there, it's trying to just make the most of your opportunity. And I think I had to learn how to play. I feel like I wouldn't be the player I am today if I didn't have, if I didn't learn how to play a third, fourth line role. And it definitely helped me in my game. And I was still able to impact with impact that team. And yeah, they definitely helped me out a lot. Were you able to take any kind of, I guess, tips away from the players that were on the first and second line, those high draft picks? I think, I think more this year, I think talking with a couple of them probably cut her the most just because BC and close with him, but yeah, just had a couple conversations with him and saying how this year is going to be a hell of a ride. And yeah, don't, don't look at the rankings. Don't get that like shit caught in your head and, yeah, just be the player you are and the draft will take care of itself. What does it, ha- what does it mean to you to have a teammate like Cutter who, who is going to the same college as you? Yeah, it's cool. Uh, not even Cutter too. It's six guys on my team now. Ultimately, you're going into a new place with unfamiliar faces and to know that you're going in there with six guys or five other guys besides me on my team, it definitely helps you out a lot and confidence-wise, that's for sure. Getting back to the 21-22 season in, you know, in that same year, this was your first time representing Team USA at the U18s. Uh, With it being your first time, what does it mean to represent your country? It's one thing to do it every single day, but when you go out there and you put on your country's colors against any other country's colors, it becomes a different breed. It's how else can you elevate your game to put your country on your back and ultimately do it for your country. Now you had the chance to be part of the Canada USA rivalry. That's a rivalry that, you know, any kid dreams of to be a part of, uh, that must be something that you've been waiting to do. Yeah. Uh, last year, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, ultimately I think we beat him. I think we beat him pretty good actually that game. And yeah, that was a fun one to be a part of, but yeah, this year playing, them playing Sweden in the finals and we punched our ticket right before them and knowing that it was Sweden Canada and semis it was like which way do you want do you want a rematch for the gold medal that they took off your chest last year or is it a USA Canada final seven o'clock on TSN with everybody watching in the world so it was a tough one to go with but glad we got Sweden that's for sure yeah, look, all right, so I'm Canadian here, so we don't we don't necessarily have to get into the details of the USA-Canada game last year. Uh, we'll, I'll let the World Juniors do the talking for me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so last year you guys advanced all the way to the finals, um, but lost to Sweden. It must have felt a hell of a lot better to beat them this time around. Yeah, that's for sure. Right? Being in the locker room after the game is a lot of slouching, a lot of – what just happened it's a lot of confusion but this year staying together through the whole game and count on one another and ultimately got the job done so that was big in the 2022 u18 gold medal game you opened the scoring uh what do you remember about that game even though it went the other way this time mm. that was that was crazy scoring first shift that was that was weird. Uh, still kind of brings goosebumps to scoring both gold medal games, actually. But yeah, last year scoring first shift, it was like, wow, we have a chance at this. And then I'm slowly climbing back, a couple of missed pucks, a couple of bad bounces, and you know, realizing it wasn't that easy. And 
It's a lot harder than it looks. As a whole, when you look back at the two times you've had to represent USA at the U18s, how did that tournament help you kind of elevate your game? Yeah, it's the world stage. Everybody's watching. It's what can you do when all the eyes are on you and when your country's at the line for a medal. So definitely puts a little bit more, I don't know, focus into the game. But at the end of the day, it's another hockey game and you can't approach any different. This season, you were on fire, and I think that's a, just a bit of an understatement, scoring 94 points in 57 games with the U.S. National U18 team. What parts of your game did you focus on coming into this year? Uh, I think just my playmaking ability. I think my shot is something I harp on the most, and I'm not really too – I'm not worried too much about my shot. I work on that enough, and I'm confident in my shot. But I think playing with Will and Gabe for the majority of the year, if not all of it, um, seeing the plays that they make, like, hey, how can I impact that into my game? How can I see them and see the ice a little bit better? So I think just that. And we're always working on defensive awareness. Defense is something that if you got that down, you're talented enough that you can play at the next level. So I think just staying focused in the D zone, let the offense take care of itself. One of the, I guess, awesome things that happened to you this year was being named as a part of the leadership group, the assistant captain. Uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's great. I think, obviously, I look at myself as a leader on any team that I'm part of. Um, being fortunate enough this year to be recognized by staff and team by that. Um, Zach Schultz, obviously, great leader, great guy. He got the C, which he completely deserved. He's the best. But, yeah, knowing that the team looks at me as a leader and definitely helps out, that for sure. What was the biggest difference in terms of atmosphere with the U18s between Germany, which was last year, and now Switzerland, which is this year? Uh, Germany last year, I feel like that was crazy. So last year at, in uh, Landshut, where the tournament was last year, it was half the rink was standing, half the rink was sitting it was one side of the rink was standing one side was sitting and so the the sitting was behind our bench so we didn't really focus too much on them you're just looking that way and people are just on railings all the time so it's it crazy to see that but then this year switzerland they uh they brought all the noise that could possibly bring and then even this year too in the quarter or semifinals against slovakia slovakia traveled very well so that was that was cool for them it's just crazy how different the European atmosphere is from the North American. Yeah, it's a lot of cowbells, a lot of noise, and yeah, fans are definitely intense over there, that's for sure. It's like a wake-up call. You aren't ready for this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the U18s featured a lot of blowout games. How do you make sure not to focus, or how do you make sure to focus on the team part and not the individual stats? I think the stats will take care of itself. I feel like Obviously, you want to get your like scoring that games or keep your confidence up and all that. But at the end of the day, it's another win for the team. And at the end of the day, it's all about the team and yeah, putting the team first over anything else. You scored the gold medal game winning goal in overtime. What does that what what did you see on the play there? I don't know. It's it's crazy. Still kind of a little bit of a blur. Gotta. Sometimes just looking at a video and of the goal and like, wow, that actually happened. This is real life. Like poking myself, is this real? But yeah, saw saw Ollie had the puck behind the net. We were waiting for a D to come out there, and then 
Huddy got out there, gained some speed. Solid he was flat-footed, called for the puck, cut through the blue line, shot the puck, wasn't really even looking at the net, and caught the goalie's glove, but trickled in, saw it go over the goal line, and like, wow, just one gold, so it's pretty weird. And it, it's just like, that must feel so, I guess, awesome for you. Like, I don't know what the yeah. feeling would be like scoring, like the gold medal game-winning overtime goal. Like, that's sick. Against the same team you just, like, lost to last year. Yeah. It's every kid's dream, honestly. And the feeling that I still have, it doesn't really feel real to me or cry. I actually just scored the golden goal for that. So, yeah, it's pretty weird. Now, the European ice is way bigger than North American ice. Did you feel as though that you adjusted well to it? I think, yeah, we got there pretty early to notice the difference in the ice sheet. But we have two sheets over at USA. So uh, one side is normal size and then one side is Olympic. So we really focused on practicing as much as we could in the Olympic sheet towards the end of the season. So once we got over to Switzerland, it wasn't too big of an adjustment. Did you ever realize how much open space you had in three on three when it is the big ice surface? Yeah, I think honestly, at the start of the overtime when I was penalty killing and I was the forward out there, I was like, wow, these guys have way too much time and space. Like, we got to block some shots and not let any pucks through. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because the passing yeah. lanes are so wide open. Yeah, it's so big out there. So it's definitely a big adjustment. It's not like a like a one-step thing. So I feel like with our practices and our exhibition game, we were ready to go. Talking about this summer, you're a draft prospect. You've been ranked in the top 10 for quite a while now. How does that speak to your game? Rankings, again, I feel like it's something you can look at, whether to judge yourself on and tap yourself on the back or think you want more. Obviously, I want to go as high as possible and there's nothing really more I can show now for to go any higher, but maybe at the combine impress a couple of GMs and all that. But yeah, it's obviously had a good season and hope to find a good club. What are you doing to prepare yourself for the draft? Um, so I just took a week off because had way too long of a season, all the training and all that. But took a week off, spent some time with friends, got on the golf course just kind of relaxed a little bit there wasn't really a lot of relaxing going on this year so took this week off and getting ready back to work and working out next week and starting up skating pretty soon that's for sure what are you going to bring to the team that drafts you I feel like I'm a very well-rounded player and kind of bring a lot of areas to a game that a team could ask for um, I could be a skill guy which I honestly prefer but if end of the day you need a guy who's banging bodies or chipping pucks in or killing penalties all that and whatnot but I'm definitely there for that for sure but I don't know I feel like I'm a anything you need so yeah love the versatility I mean who wouldn't want a versatile player right yeah yeah I feel like that's something I really harped on a lot but yeah at the end of the day just can't wait to get started Let's talk about your schooling. Obviously, you, you mentioned multiple times you're committed to Boston College. How did you decide on that? Boston was my dream ever since I was a kid. Um, 
growing up around here, UMass, 10 minutes down the road, knowing a lot of people that go there. Uh, my brother went there for three years. My sister went there for two years. Uh, my dad coached there. UMass is in the blood, but I don't know. I kind of wanted to choose my own path and find something that really spoke to me. And watching the Beanpot growing up, seeing that atmosphere, and can't wait to play in February there, actually. Something kind of waiting to do, but yeah, just figuring out what school felt like home to me and seven foot on BC's campus is pretty much a no brainer. Already got that, you know, date circled on your calendar. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's for sure. A lot of people talking about it and what can they do to get tickets, all that. But yeah, it should be a fun week. You're going to have to reserve a lot of tickets. (laughs) Why do you wear the number nine? Uh, I don't know. My brother wore it at UMass and I used to wear four and that's, I tell Gabe it's a defenseman number, give him bullshit for that. But I don't know, nine kind of, my brother kind of started the chain and then I wore it in high school, loved it and wore it at NTDP the last year. And now I got it at BC for next year. So really excited. I just have a couple more quick fire questions here. What is your favorite off ice activity to do? golfing big golfer i love that you're committed yeah, to that i love that golfer, yeah uh and then what is your favorite vacation spot jersey shore my my mom's i said it before she's from new jersey her brother's got a house there we usually go up there once a summer for a week and spend time together as we're closing off this interview here do you have any advice for younger hockey players chase your dreams um don't let anybody intimidate you or any of that. Um, be as competitive as you could possibly be. And don't let anybody take that away from you. And don't take any opportunity for granted. Well, I'd like to thank again, Ryan Leonard, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.